Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Hustle Lounge Podcast. Over here at the Hustle Lounge Podcast and Hustle Smarter, we hold workshops at least once a month to discuss certain avenues where one can increase personal finances and start building generational wealth. This month's course is going to be talking about Airbnb, where we bring back James Kennedy, a.k.a. Crispy Ken, to let him break down everything from building your business structure, how to find the properties, the startup costs, and ways to save money and invest in Airbnb properties. This is a course that you don't want to miss, especially if you like to travel. There's nothing like getting paid to go live in someone else's Airbnb while you're renting out your own. The signups are at onehustlesmarter.com. Please go sign up now, April 30th, 11 a.m. You don't want to miss it. Airbnbs. Okay, so Jamar, I know you, but go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and let them know a little bit about you. All right. Uh, hold on one second. I'm sorry. I started messing with that stream. Let me exit out. Oh, no worry. <laughs> I seen something. It had something going crazy. But how y'all doing, man? My name is Jamar Graham. I'm originally from Florence, South Carolina. Me and Raven went to school together from Wilson University or Wilson High, however you like to call Wilson it. Wilson High. <laughs> um, see, I mean, I joined the Air Force fresh out of high school about a year afterwards. Um, been in for 13 years, married, uh, one one daughter. She's uh, five months and that's a little, I mean, that's the the, the, the basics, the basics, right? The basics. Okay. Yeah. So um, let's get into, um, also tell us a little bit about your business, because I know you have a business. Yeah. So tell yeah. us so, about your business and kind of like some of the services you offer. All right. Yeah. So the business we have is a Hustle Smarter. Hustle Smarter, that's the name of the company. Um, ultimately, it's a culmination of uh, financial co- consultations and financial literacy. So the business was started on helping people budget, get out of debt. Um, and then other levels of finance also, but I always like to start with the basics. Um, started there. We also brought a podcast along with it, the Hustle Lounge podcast. Um, and that was the way to kind of get the word out because ultimately, uh, if, you, if you truly don't know me and if you remember me from 12 years ago, I'm definitely not the same person. So, uh, <laughs> um, ultimately that was our way of letting people know like, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just trying to take advantage, you know, the pandemic where people, you know, went and saved a hundred dollars and thought they knew money. Um, so that's all. <laughs> so, so ultimately that that's, that's really ultimately how we all started out just trying to figure that part out. Um, and then it kind of was a mixture of podcast. The podcast took off. I didn't expect it to take off that fast. And, you know, we still do consultations that we do. We've we done a few personal consultations and we helped any, every, everyone from getting out of debt to we had other people who had no debt and was just trying to build wealth. Um, and we yeah. also work with businesses, uh, business marketing is something I do. Um, I have a, I have an MBA in marketing and my bachelor's in finance. So. All right. Degreed up over there. Okay. <laughs> you know, we try. And I literally turn into the hustle lounge all the time and it's three black males Appreciate that, yo. and they have <laughs> totally, not totally, but they have different perspectives, right? They have, of course they have some similarities. But they have some um, perspectives, um, same perspectives, but different perspectives. So it's good to see like a different range of everybody and everybody's personality. I crack up at their their podcast. It's so funny. So y'all definitely need to tune in. Um, Before we get done, I'll definitely let Jamar drop it in the comments. So now we're about to get into probably what y'all came here for. So the first question we have is, what is is financial freedom to you and why is it important? So the first question, we have- um, so the, you know, financial freedom, we all take it as a, well, let me start back. A lot of times looking at social media and everything we see on TV gives us a false reality of financial freedom. 
Um, financial freedom is not always being a millionaire or being able to buy the latest clothes, the latest shoes, the biggest things. Uh, I was actually going to make a post, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to build a team. If you're listening and you're real good at social media, I can give you all the ideas. I just be moving and driving and always moving where I don't have time to push it out. Um, but financial freedom to me is just as simple as putting my bills on auto pay. Um, that is a luxury that people, <laughs> that is a luxury that people really overlook. Like I like having the bills on auto pay. Ultimately they have to get paid. So if they're on auto pay, they're there. That, that's just as simple as financial freedom. Uh, when we go deeper, depending on the level of what people like, uh, financial freedom is exactly what we kind of talked about before you started, being able to walk away from a job that's not treating you right. Um, yes. being, <laughs> being able to not deal with a toxic person, whether it be a family member or friend. Um, ultimately, your finances and having financial freedom will liberate you from things that you normally would have to deal with because your money isn't right. That part, that part, <laughs> that is the biggest, that's the biggest part. For one, let me, let run that back. He said, well, alleviate you. I'm gonna let him say it because he said it better than I can say it. <laughs> I don't even no, know if you remember how you said it. <laughs> I, so uh, financial freedom will, will liberate you from uh, situations and, and people and things that you don't have to necessarily deal with. Um, and ultimately, I was able to see that. Life taught me that, yeah, I got a, a degree in finance, but I started seeing people act a certain way deal with people who didn't mean them any well because ultimately they were either uh, helping them with their finances like far as being their supervisor um there was a toxic relationship where the other partner had money and that person was staying in that relationship due to a lack of finances um and, and i think ultimately we don't we don't like to talk about it a lot but a lot of people are only doing certain things because their money isn't right um, right right that's where the freedom I, part come in you know and i always hark on that you can have a $40,000 annual salary and be financially free. Um. <laughs> yes. yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And then, um, so another thing that you said, um, dog, I lost my follow-up question. I'm going to come back to it though. Um, so tell us a little bit about your story. My story, man. Um, so ultimately, um, it kind of runs along with the name Hustle Smarter, right? Um, my father hard worker, manual labor. We did everything. There ain't too much I haven't done far as when it comes to working. Um, so when we talk about my story, just the background of it, I've always been a hustler. I've always worked. And, and I'm here to let everyone know that just because a black man used the word hustle, that doesn't mean we sell drugs. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, <laughs> yo, your facial expressions killing you. Get me turned up. Uh, uh, and I think that's so important. Um, like I stated on a, a previous podcast, drug dealers sell drugs. Hustlers can sell anything. Um, hustlers know how to figure it out. And, and shout out to everybody. Even it's Women's History Month still. Shout out to all the women hustlers out there, especially you. You out there getting to it. You know, and, you. and like I said, I brought the book. I thought it was two years ago, maybe. I, I just seen it pop across the timeline. Um, that tell me, because I know what it takes to get to that level of even getting the courage to write a book, number one. Yeah. I've been working on a book for six years. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's going to be fire, though, when you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, so ultimately joined the Air Force. Um, nothing was going on in Florence. I mean, not to an extent of where I wanted to be. My, my main goal or my dream as a kid was to, you know, after I realized the NBA wasn't going to work, was to go to Newcourt still in Darlington where my father worked and, and just kind of figure it out from there. Um, best thing happened is the Air Force. I did join, and, and ultimately that just helped me grow. Um, the elevation, seeing people of different walks of life, meeting different people. And ultimately, if you leave your box and your comfort zone, so you figure Florence, South Carolina, I love Florence, South Carolina to death. Once I got away from it, I met people from, you know, New York City, 
Um, I met people from California, totally different walks of life, totally different things that they uh, expose to you. So when that exposure happens, your brain works, right? And, and ultimately, that, that's kind of where we, we were at. I went from uh, Carolina to Japan, Japan to New Mexico, uh, New Mexico to Ohio, and Ohio to here. And awesome. I, I know the follow-up question that, and I seen where you said, what made you change about the money? That's what you're coming at next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember that one because that's the one I get a little deep on. But ultimately, if you play the tapes back and, and just kind of always re, kind of reflect. Um, first thing first, I am a product of I knew better, but I didn't do better. Uh, <laughs> that's why you the first guest. <laughs> I'm definitely a, I'm a walking person of that. My father taught me finance as well. Now, granted, and I, we just put the, the episode hasn't come out yet, but we talked about it. Oh man, I won't get too deep, but our Go parents raised us on what they went through and their struggles. Right. Ultimately, my mindset on parenting is we have to raise our children for their struggles. Ooh. So my dad raised me on manual labor, working hard, um, Pay yourself first, always give yourself some money, 401k, retire at 65, right? He didn't prepare me for the stock investments, making all the money you can make off the phone. Um, he didn't, like me and him talk all the time. He met some kid and he, the kid told him he wanted to be a famous YouTuber when he grow up. And my father was like, man, this kid, YouTube. I'm like, yeah, dad, that's, that's the way. Like, I wish you would have told me YouTube 20 years ago, right? right. Um, so ultimately that was always my views. So when I got in the Air Force, uh, I was doing what my dad told me to do. Put up 10% of your check, at least pay yourself first, pay your tithes, do your handle your business. Met some guys there and was like, ah, I'm going to get a 20-year retirement regardless. I'm going to have some fun. So I took that money out the retirement. And if you figure 10%, back then we was making $700 every other week. So $70, $140 a month, I was just putting that into the clubs and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but the ultimate turning point with money was, like I said, I knew better. And I got to a point when I wanted, it was at my six-year mark. I had to reenlist. I had to stay in. My goal was to do six years and come back home and start an HVAC company. Well, okay. excuse me, we got to year five and that's where you normally have to make that decision. And I was having fun. So I probably would have stayed whether my money was right or, or not. So let's just put that out there. But I didn't have a choice. And I did not like the feeling of not having a choice uh, because my hands were tied. Um, I wasn't good enough at air conditioning yet because majority of my career before that point, I worked in Japan where it was cold and steam. We didn't have air conditioning, you know, so I didn't really know air conditioning well enough to run a business. Um, so got there and then uh, kind of still stayed in that in that realm of things. And the beauty of it is uh, met my girlfriend and wife now, 2012. Man, that was a great time. I was 22, 23. I was doing HVAC on the side because I said, hey, I'm going to get out at year 10 or year nine. I'm going to learn this stuff on the side first. Um, you know, and I, I did the math and look, I was making... 100k plus by myself without her income you know from like 23 to 26 27 wow uh, now granted I was working extremely hard I was giving them about 80 hours a week I was leaving my air force job changing clothes before I left the office hopping in the car going to the work van I worked to 10 p.m until it got too dark and I did that every day all day Saturday all day Sunday in the realm of all that working I didn't hold on to any of that money um had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. Had a lot of fun. But and it was just a culmination of I think this is a trend in just the world. And I like to not equate it to tax time, but it's the same. People work their entire year. They get that big tax check and they go blow it. Yeah. And it was the same. I was working 80 hours a week. 
when we had one weekend without no work, all of that hard labor and all that money that I was putting in the shoebox or putting on my account, I'm going to Dallas for a weekend to blow it. And I had fun. So I won't regret any of that because I needed that exposure to show me that that was fun, but I didn't really hold on to nothing. And um, me, and my, me and my wife started talking about children, having kids. And I'm like, all right, well, I need to be able to be more responsible. Because you figure 100000 for six years straight, I should at least had three, 400 when we moved to Ohio, but I did. I was actually in the negatives because of the lifestyle that I was living. Uh, partying, um, whatever the wife wanted, she got. And she was making good money too. She was making 50, 60 a year too. So we're that young making that much money. Um, and then we went to Ohio. She didn't, she didn't have a job anymore. I didn't have the HVAC on the side anymore. Now I'm averaging 55 to 60 a year, just me with a family. And now it's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> uh, and, and what happens then, and, and I always, you know, uh, attribute this to life too. We arguing now because the money's out, you know, money funny, right? <laughs> the money funny, you know, it ain't. I used to, man, you can ask any, I used to have cookouts in New Mexico, I, steaks, we ain't hot dogs, nah, steaks. You know, <laughs> I'm buying life. all the drinks. I'm buying everything. Just show up. And we did this Friday to Sunday consecutively. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was the, the slap in the face when we got to Ohio. Uh, the money slowed down and we figured it out because ultimately when you're having so much money coming in at a young age, you get blinded because nothing yeah. it was it was nothing that I couldn't do. And a lot Ooh. of the second job I was paid cash on. So I wasn't even touching the debit card. I was just straight cash. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was making, I was making more on my second job than my first one. Um, and ultimately, so we got there and, and we did the math. I finally sat down. I was like, what is wrong? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? And um, I think we had like, I think I had like 10 grand left in my savings. I did buy that house in Ohio. That was the one that got me out, but I was going to do that regardless. That was my second house. And I said, well, at least I'm going to do is buy a house because the way I was spending, I knew it was going to run out. So I used the rat, the less, the last 10 for like closing costs. I think I put in like 8,000. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, ultimately I was going to the store and I had to keep transferring from my savings to my check-ins and then mm. eventually the savings got real ugly. Um, <laughs> but long story short, cause it's still too long already. My wife decided to join the air force. And, and at that moment, um, I said, you know what? She's going to join the Air Force to help our family get to another level. Um, ultimately, the best thing I'm going to do, because now we're going to get more money than we probably ever had in this steady. Uh, that's right. the difference. Because, you know, I know her check coming on the 1st and 15, mine's coming on the 1st and 15. We need to make sure, because opportunity only comes around once. If it comes around twice, you're lucky or you're blessed. Listen. You look at it. <laughs> Come on, Jamar. Uh, so <laughs> I knew that that opportunity was missed already when I was 100000 there. 100,000 income earner, not 100,000 in stocks and investment, 100,000 income. That is hard to do, especially at a 22-year-old male. Um, yeah. I knew that that window was very short because I was starting a new job in recruiting. So there was no way I was going to go climb through attics and do HVAC again because of the time constraints. Um, right. But I knew that if I could take control and take con control of my money and her money or our money together, we can manage it and budget it and still do the same things we used to do. And so when she went to basic training, her basic training was eight and a half weeks uh, on the base, they was giving up the Dave Ramsey course and it was eight and a half weeks. So she was in training. I went to training and uh, that's okay. <laughs> that There's one the thing I wanted to point out um, that you said, 
one um with two things you were very forward looking right you was like i knew i had a small window so planning being a like making sure you plan right good you don't get wealthy by hamping chance unless your last name is rockefeller okay <laughs> and then you just wealthy when you come out the womb right hey. but in, if your name is not rockefeller you have to actually set some kind of plan you have to do something to make sure that you end up in the space that you want to be so that's one thing I heard you say was that you were very forward thinking and that you was planning. And then the other thing that I want to point out, because I feel like this is why, you know, people like me and you get so much bad rap is because they always think, well, if I budget, I can't get Starbucks. And I love Starbucks, right? The one yeah. thing that you said is if we budget and we manage it right, we can still live the same way, right? So he was saying we could take a $50,000 salary and live the same way we were living when we had six figures, but we had to budget and manage it first, right? So budgeting doesn't mean you have to sacrifice all the time, maybe for a hot second, right? Yeah. But you can hop back in and you can live the same life. So that's two things I wanted to point out. And the then budget we, saved my life. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, that was good. Life. Say it again. The, the budget <laughs> saved my life. Like, um, now, granted, like you said earlier, I had to turn it down a lot. Um, and when I ultimately realized debt, how it really truly works, we taught what? What we taught our neighborhood? Get a good credit score so you can get whatever you want. They never tell you that right. you should have enough money to pay off that stuff that you buy. Right. <laughs> so when you do the right. math on that, I was a hundred thousand earner and I had 60, 70, 50, 50 plus in debt, right? I always had enough money to pay for everything in cash. I was just letting it trickle on because I was getting all this money. I'm gonna pay the minimum. I didn't understand that part of it. So I do have a high credit score now, but that wasn't on purpose. It was just not knowing. And ultimately, when that well was cut off and my water was cut off and all that money didn't come in and I got these bills that I'm used to just throwing money at. Now I'm like, how am I going to pay this? You know, (laughs) (laughs) and that's where the budget came in, because now um, you got to really lock in. All right. What's important? What's not important? What's going to get the minimums? What's going to get the big? How do I get out of this situation? And it, it was the best, worst part of my life, because on the surface, life was great new truck, new car, nice house. Um, I still was doing what I wanted because my credit was so good. So my credit limits, some of them are are just out of this world. Um, And just turning it down and the the pride factor, um, the pride factor of, I don't know what I'm doing with this money. Yeah, I know how to get money. I've never struggled getting money. That is my specialty. I know how to get some money, which is why I never panicked when I was low on money because I know Mm. I can go cut your grass i can pour your concrete i can do your driveway flower bed hvac is down in my bag yeah so i never was afraid of not having money because i always knew how to get it but i didn't realize how important it was to keep it because that's really where you win at Um, yes not just getting the bag but keeping the bag yes so we have a question from um one of the comments and one of the questions are what financial tips do you have for small business owners? Ooh, man. <laughs> man, that's a tough one because I'm dealing with that now. Um, so Hustle Smart is definitely, we don't have as many issues as a regular small business because we don't have no overhead. It's really whatever mm-hmm. we put in, we get out. Uh, but I also partnered up with a trucking company. And um, as far as a small business finances go, Continue to scale, continue to keep overhead low and keep track of what's going on. Um, Every dollar counts. Every dollar, I promise you, every dollar counts, Um, especially, you know, I can go into trucking because that's the first thing on my mind. Fuel is at an all time high. Oh, yeah. 
I can't afford to lose a hundred dollars because somebody drove 50 miles out of the radius. Like that's how, and, and it comes off a lot of times when we're not used to being in management positions, we come off, Oh, you can't be nice. Nah, you gotta, that's your bread. Like you gotta really be locked in. Like when the fuel bill come in with the fuel carts, I'm scanning that joint tooth and, and, and comb. Like, why'd you get fuel here? You know, what are you doing here? And ultimately, when you do that, now you have to get smart with it. And, and just it, it's different. It's going to vary on your business. If you are, what can you ask what business they're in? I, I can't if I pull up the comment. Uh, Latia, what business are you? What What's your business? I re- um, I'm going to reply to her. Okay. Hopefully she's still alive, too, so she should still hear you. Yeah, and that's really what it boils down to. If you're in, like, clothing, how do you keep your overhead low? That's really the big one. Keep your overhead low um and just learn and continue to scale continue to scale the business see what the winners are doing um Ooh, see, that's good <laughs> don't don't you, you're not reinventing the wheel anymore this is not 1933 where everything is brand new everything you probably want to do or somebody's doing it um and i think one of the biggest attributes i've learned over time is i can learn from people that i necessarily don't care for right um, <laughs> <laughs> did y'all hear that <laughs> She says she sells candles and she hosts candle making classes. All right. So with that same thing, products, you're selling a product because in business, you're either selling a good or providing a service. So you're selling a product. Um, Continue to look for other companies that can provide you with the products that you're using to make your candles at a lower rate. Um, Work those deals, get those relationships in. There's somebody that you know that has a a candle company. I'm telling you right now, your supplier that's supplying you with the products is not loyal to you. Uh, you definitely want to build <laughs> you definitely want to build a relationship to maybe because we don't want discounts we want the product sometimes getting a discount on something doesn't mean you're going to get the good quality of the product so yes. be wary of that also don't go to a supplier because they have a cheaper price because you might pay for that cheaper price and not the way that you want to pay the candle yes. may go out as soon as it starts now you're losing customers um it's- but <laughs> set up that relationship if you know that you're going to make 50 candles a, a month and you know, 50 candles cost you this with your current supplier. Everybody's happy as far as your customer base and, your, and everybody. Work that deal with them. Hey, I'm paying 300 for 50. Let's do 250, but let's lock it in for a year, right? Let's lock it in for a year. Because if you do that, what, 50 times 12 is $600. That's $600 saving a year. Now, the average yes. person, I don't know where they get these numbers from. Oh, that ain't no money. No, $600 savings in a year can go towards your marketing. It can go towards your... To <laughs> it can go so many other places to where you can continue to grow. Um, so that's what you got to look at. How can you scale the business when you're doing your courses? How was the turnout? Always evaluate what you're doing, uh, analyze what you're doing, go back and look at it. I go back and look at everything I do. When we get off this live, I'm gonna look at this video to see my posture. I'm gonna look at, you know, was I moving too much? I'm gonna check my lighting. I'm gonna do everything because that's, I want to be great at it. And it's always room to get better. Um, so always scale the business, look at what somebody else is doing. You're not going to get the bed, bath and beyond, right? They're not going to give out their secrets, but there's somebody who has won in the candle game and, and you you could definitely follow up with them. Oh my God. Gems. Wow. <laughs> Those are so many gems. Okay. So um, I'm going to go down to this question. What beliefs do you have about wealthy people? Uh, what do you believe sets apart the rich from the poor? mental mental mindset um everything is 99 percent of the game is mental no matter what you do um they, they laugh about it in basketball i'm not the best player but you can't tell me that when i'm on the court right because <laughs> I, I step on that court i'm the best ever i don't care who you put in front of me i'm gonna eat them 
and it might get 30 out, you know, but mentality is everything. And, and also we have to stop thinking that there is a certain uh, visual on money. It's not. Um, I got a partner right now. I won't, I don't know what he's worth, but he's got bread. He does not look like it. He, <laughs> <laughs> it was the shortest scrub for me. <laughs> he don't, you know, and, and it'll throw you off. Right. But I'm just, I'm oblivious to someone's images and what they wear, but I can see the moves that he made. And I know he really having his way. Uh, ultimately that's, that's the thing. It's just mindset. Um, the poor thinks for that week, that weekend, that next month, the wealthy think for years ahead of time. Uh, every move I make today is a strategic move to ensure that my daughter's free. Uh, my daughter doesn't have to deal with anything she doesn't want to deal with. Uh, that's all the moves that I make. Now, will I reap some of those benefits in between that time? Absolutely. And if I don't, I'm going to take them to enjoy some of my hard labor. But everything I do has a five to 10 year outlook on it. I don't do anything. On, if, if anything is a short term, I don't even short. My short term success is going to the casino. Um, I don't do anything seriously in the short term, short term. Uh, everything is at least a three to five year plan for me. And that helps me out because ultimately it makes your brain think different. All right. Do I want to go somewhere for this summer or do I want to do something five years from now? So when you right. think that way, that summer trip may cost me five grand. Right. But if I was thinking I want to do this in five years, I may put 2,500 of that into an investment, um, stocks, whatever stocks, a business, et cetera. Now that summer trip is still going to happen, but the budget has got cut in half because I want to be able to do something five years from now. That $2,500 today can grow into $25,000 in five years at a minimum. And that's not even max effort, but I'm still going to have fun that summer. And I think that's what separates the, the, the rich from the wealthy. And I don't even, I mean, the poor from the wealthy, because rich is still, rich is still, uh, rich is, I don't even know what that means anymore now that I've really grown up. Um, wealthy is different. Yeah. And yeah. Honestly, for me, when I see someone or when I talk to someone and they talk that game, I, I judge their wealth on how they move. If they don't have any time because they always at work, that's not wealthy. Mm. That's not wealthy because wealth, your, your, your greatest currency is your time. Yes. Yes. I had to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Your greatest currency is your time, which is why I re- I respect time more than I respect money. Money's a tool. Money's a tool to buy either time or, or, or memories or fun. Yeah. Uh, our culture suffers from not having money. So they treat money as if it's the Holy grail. It's nothing but money. It's meant to be spent. <laughs> that is my sister lives by that. I was just like, I can't take it with me. And I'm you like, can't take it with you. Can we save some though? <laughs> you can save a few, right? Uh, you can save a few. And I, I said that uh, a couple weeks ago on the cast. Like, they like, what's the best thing to do with money? Spend it. Spend it. Have you hear that, Sari? Spend it. <laughs> Spend Just the money. Was she already doing that? <laughs> the money going to come back to you. That time's not. Now, yeah, granted, yeah. don't be crazy. I have been She'll on be the other side of it to where I spent it with no true plan. But once we, we, you know, we on that same page with the budget. The budget allows me to do every and anything I want in life. I literally have a casino budget that is big that I use to go to the casino and I have fun while I'm there and it doesn't hurt anything. If I win, lose a draw. Right. I put, I budgeted put it, it in out. the budget. I'm playing with the house money. It's not. Yes. Nothing, it's not. Come on, playing with the house money. <laughs> yeah. My sister says she loves it. <laughs> yeah, for real. You got to. And even with, um, 
you know, everybody has their vices or things they like to do. I like to gamble and I like, you know, nice drinks and cigars every now and then. That's an expensive habit itself. It's in the budget. When I go spend that two, three hundred at the store, any three oh one and up, I ain't touching that. Gotta wait the next check. I love it. I love it. And I'm like that too, because I would catch a trip in a minute. Like me and Delta are best friends. Okay. But it's always in the budget. I love it. I love it. All right. So what financial advice would you give to a younger you? Um, it's a tough question, right? Because ultimately I would not change anything I went through before today. I needed to make all that money. I needed to be at the clubs in Dallas like I played for the Cowboys and I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I needed all those experiences to, one, enjoy the exposure, and two, learn my lessons. Um, and, and the lessons I learned was the budget. Because <laughs> I can still do that now. I just got to budget it out to where I gave away so much money. But if I would tell my younger self anything is to continue to just learn. Um, learn money learn money money is bigger than a, a a piece of paper printed out with presidents on it it is a tool um to allow you to do other things and it, i would man it's, it's just a hard question because i don't regret anything i've done with money i don't regret the hard times that we went through because i needed all that because that gr- helped me grow and i'm still young i, I think we, we when we were young young we thought 30 was old 30 is not old right no, <laughs> Uh, it's better 18 baby right. uh, <laughs> a young child I would definitely tell myself to all right I got it here's the one I got right here I had to think about okay. put the effort into learning money and how it works the same effort I put into anything else Ooh. so when I got into the air force I got discouraged because I was talking to the older black mid gentlemen that were in like hey what are you doing? What are you doing? You retire? What else should I put this money? And I don't know if it was on purpose. It may be the mentality that we suffer from slavery from 400 years ago, because I still believe that has a psychological effect on us. Um, they wouldn't tell me, I'll just put some money up. Well, where do I put it up at? Oh, if you ain't using the TSP, putting that 10% in, you, you, you stupid. Well, now once you say you're stupid at the end, I'm not even listening to you anymore. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I wish that the same way, like right now, if if you had somebody like your brother come play me in one-on-one in basketball, I'm going to go crazy to try to beat him. And I was the same way about sports, video games. I'm super competitive, but I wasn't super competitive when it came to learning money or something that could, like, like I said, liberate me from modern day slavery. So that's what I would say. Use that same energy where I tried to learn how to shoot jumpers and worked hard in the gym. I used to get up at five in the morning, work out with a guy to get in shape, go swim, and when I really swim, I couldn't swim back then, but go play in the pool. And, and I was trying to do all this to play military basketball. That's not going to get me to the NBA, but it was something that I loved doing. If I would have took half of that energy and put it into learning money, I'll be five times better than I am today. Uh, awesome. I remember one of your, um, on one of your podcasts, one of your friends asked you, did you swim in some lake? And you was like, I just learned to swim. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. <laughs> Hey, that's a gym in itself, though. That's a gym in itself. If you listen to man, you got to learn something new every day. Every yeah. day. I'm 31. I went through swimming lessons at the YMCA last summer. Um, ultimately, I, my biggest fear is my daughter jumping in the pool and I can't go get her. Um, so <laughs> I put the pride to the side. I'm 30 years old. I'm in a class with 11 and 12 years old at the YMCA all last summer. No pride, man. I'm learning. And they taught me how to save my life, but it wasn't good enough for me. So I literally got lessons tomorrow morning. Um, I got a one-on-one lesson. I've been going for the last eight. I had foot surgery, so I couldn't do any cardio. 
Um, so, but, and this lady, I got the one-on-one private lessons. It's actually cheaper than the YMCA, right? Mm. And I'm a fish. I like it too. Uh, <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's but it's, up. it's bigger, like, it. learn every day. I'm 31. I'm in the pool. I'm struggling. I'm learning because one, my daughter's life, you know what we're going to do as a parent. I'm going to jump in the water and can't swim. Now we both did. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Or you going to throw the baby to your wife, like, catch her. <laughs> yeah. So ultimately that was the main, but I, I wanted to swim. And because of finances and I know my always one of my visions is to have a pool at my house now who the hell wants a pool where they only put their feet in <laughs> come on y'all those are gyms they ain't got nothing to do with money but those are gyms that you but can it, apply it's to your everyday more than life money. it's yeah. worth more than money because it, it takes that same mindset of like when we talked the other day about the I, I know money but I don't know nothing about taxes can I talk to you you're professional um a lot of people now sometimes we have that half switch of let me figure it out myself or let me ask a professional. Right. But not necessarily having money, but being financially free. Because having money could mean having a thousand dollars extra or a million to some people. Yes. Being financially free, if you would have said, Hey Jamar, that 30 minute phone call is going to cost two hundred dollars, I'm gonna pay that because you know something I don't know, and you're gonna save me three days of YouTube university. So <laughs> that's just gonna touch the surface anyway. <laughs> anyway, because everything they're gonna tell you at the end is call us for the consultation. Right, and pay this invoice. <laughs> exactly. Someone in the comments said, budgeting is my biggest downfall. What is some advice you can give to them? Be realistic. Yeah. Be realistic is the first one. People get in a budget and you're the first, so the first 60 days, you're, it depends on how your pay schedule. I'm going to say the first three months. If you never tracked how you spent, you're not going to be close to what you thought you spent. Um, I put down that we spent $100 eating out. That's not realistic. Like <laughs> not for a fifteen day time frame. I, I used to do it bi weekly. Um, yeah. it's just not. It's, it's not realistic. Be realistic. When you originally start to keep your momentum going, is to overshoot it. Put more than what you normally would spend. Put more, then come back and write down what you did, and then adjust. Um, but it does mm. take about forty five, sixty days to actually get on point um, and know where you're at. And don't be, and be like, be honest with it. Like I, like I told you, I have my vices that's in my budget. It's, it's not that I'm hiding it. I'm not, I like to gamble. So I got a gambling budget, you know, <laughs> it's just my thing. Right. Um, I might eat out. So write it down. And when you go over, don't get discouraged. Just adjust, mm. adjust it. Everything is, life is all about adjusting. I said, I'm going to spend 200 on eating out. We had one month. I promise we, me and my lady had one month. We went like 400 eating out for the two weeks. And I'm like, you know, mm, hey, double it. Let, now we got, yeah, let's sit down and talk about it. Do we enjoy eating out that much or was we being lazy? Because right. we had a $300 grocery budget too. So uh, we got $300 worth of groceries, but we eating out for 200, but we really spent 400. We might need to put the grocery at 200 and keep the eating out at 300 so we can make it level out. Because right. It's no right or wrong way. It's, it's whatever. My buddy that's on the podcast with his little Chris, when he first started, he didn't cook. He can cook, but he didn't cook. So he ate out all the time. His budget was majority eating out with like $50 in groceries for the necessities. That everybody budget is different. Yeah. Um, just be realistic with it. And, and don't be afraid to. Um, some people need accountability partners. Do that. But even when I first started, I was like, man, damn, I spent too much. I'm not going to write that down. But just <laughs> be honest with yourself. Um, and now I pretty much do the budget in my head. I still write it down to this day. Um, because when we was down and out and, 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 and it didn't look good outside, 
I was budgeting. And now that the days are sunny, majority of them, I'm still budgeting because I know that that's the basics that helped me get to where I'm at. Um, Ultimately, hopefully I have a billion. Yeah, I have a billion coming in. When I have a billion dollars, I might help get some help, but I'm still going to budget because I understand the benefits of it. And I made it a game also. I made it a game. If we spend 400 eating out, but we spend it three this month, well, can I make it three instead of four? Can I buy less and do more with it? Because now when you start seeing that little $18.73, 100 and some changes being left over going into the next month, now you're like, it works. And have some fun with that. When you cut, when you have 400 budgeted for eating out and you only spend 250, when you get that extra 150, if you're paying off debt, put 75 to that debt. But take that 75 and go have you a good time. Do whatever with it. Have some fun with it. <laughs> Listen, I love it. I love it. All right. So this is your last question. So y'all, if y'all have any more questions, drop them down because we're going into the last question that I have for him. So what um can you kind of describe like your process? You kind of mentioned like when you ask some of the older folks like how to save or how to invest, what to do. How do you decide, okay, I'm gonna save this, I'm gonna invest in, and then like, oh, I'm gonna start a business. What's your process with building wealth? Ooh, building wealth. Um, well, I've seen the question before that when you said, are you a saver or a spender? So, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a habitual spender. Um, really? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like to have a good time. Um, but I don't buy things. I buy experiences. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't buy. I don't too much buy things anymore. Uh, but I'll pay for all of us to go out to eat brunch just to have a good time. That's kind of where I'm at. And I also give a lot. I mean, we wrote that one about ties the other day. That touched my soul because I love it, man. I love helping just giving back because I know his money is coming back. But to get back on your question before I get in my feelings. Um, what was the question again? Let me ask you one more oh, time. <laughs> yo, oh, just your process. Your process. My process. Yeah. What you're going to do. Save, invest, do a business, which is still investing. But like, yeah. What's your process? So, it just goes with my personality. Um, saving, I, I save a little bit, right? Um, I, even to this day, now that I'm in a better situation, I don't necessarily save a lot of money. I put a lot up. I don't really call. I don't have a huge savings account. Like I just don't. It's not for me. I invest a lot, but my investment techniques is different from anyone else uh, or from everyone else. I believe in investing in businesses that's going to con- generate a cash flow. Um, if you listen to the Hustle Lounge podcast, once we've done, you know, you're here. My buddy Chris is fully invested in the market. That's his thing, mm-hmm. stock market. Now, I do dull, indulge in the market. For me, if I come in, if you say, hey, here, Graham, here go 15000 I'm taking 14500 and trying to buy a truck. I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying, because that's just what I enjoy doing. I love the hands-on portion of it. It works out mm-hmm. for me. So for me, that's right. my main goal is. I do like the stock market. The stock market is a great will for money. Um, I'm just not a day trader. I tried to day trade and it didn't work out for me. So for me, I'm the guy who's going to just buy long-term stocks that I see 10 years from now. As far as money coming in, I want to invest in something that's going to continuously bring me a check. It's going to bring me headaches too, but it's going to bring me a check. Uh, (laughs) It's going to bring them headaches. Oh, for sure. I I got like five calls that I forgot that I, yeah, they got to wait for a second, but (laughs) but I, I'll probably be up to one in the morning, the night, figuring out all that headaches and then getting right back up at six. But I actually enjoy that hands-on portion of it. So I would just tell someone, do what works for you. It works for me. If I was to go outside right now to go fix something and get something running, I'm excited. Uh, when I sat at the computer and tried to day trade for a month, I, I hated it. I was like, why am I doing this? It's not even fun. 
<laughs> so yeah, just that that's my thing. Investing, I like to invest in income generating assets. Yes. Um, that that's my that's my vision of investing. And I still invest in the stock market. It's just not heavy. Um because it just hasn't, I won't, my man's told me that I hadn't had that big win yet to really get me going. Um, but I, I still, if I'm, that's my savings account is the investment, the stock market. That's my savings account. I put all the money for my savings in my stock market accounts. Cause if I need it, it's nothing to sell that stock or either. And get know, it. Yeah. Even all my money that I do that I do want to save, even if I don't necessarily buy a stock it's sitting in my brokerage account, because I can, I got a debit card for my brokerage account if I needed that money. But yes. at the same time, if Apple stock dropped tremendously, I can go buy crazy without trying to transfer it and it take three to five days. Gotcha. Um, and I'm I'm similar in some of those ways too. I tell people putting your money in the savings account, you just see it be your you money has to money. work. It has to work. And I'm the same way I would start a business. My sister told me today, she was like, okay, so this is what you're gonna do next tax season. You're not gonna start a whole bunch of um, businesses during tax season. Right. Because I, I start whenever I think of it, I'm like, oh, let me figure this out. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way. Very hands on. Day trading wasn't for me either. And I'm a numbers <laughs> person. I was like, no, I don't like this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's I was tough. Like, let's go start a business. Right. Let's go buy some rental properties. You yes. know what I'm saying? Hold let's on, go do that. Properties. I ain't even hit no buttons today. There we go. <laughs> Listen, rental properties is my, that is my jam. Rental properties, businesses, my retirement and is in the stock market. Right, yep. my four hundred one k. That's it. Or my SCP since I'm a business owner now. But right now, my day, my life is all about my businesses and rental properties. And, and you said real estate. That that's I forgot that part. That's my that's my jam. Um, yeah, I love real estate. I love studying the market. Um, I, I just love everything about. It. I bought a house in New Mexico. I bought one in Ohio, and I bought one here. And I always tell three. people the budget uh, definitely. She said three. The budget helps you out, but. <laughs> Me putting that, my, so I had $10,000 left to my name, if you account my day, right? I put $8,000 in that house in Ohio in 2017, closing costs and just getting into it. Um, after three years, I made 70. Come on. I'll <laughs> so take that any day. <laughs> me making that $8,000 investment brought me back a lot in a three-year time span. I was going to keep that house and just rent it out, but mm-hmm. pandemic, market is beautiful. Houses, my house sold in like 12 hours. Yeah, um, yeah, how they sell fast. And another thing, too, I can put my offering. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't add this in when we said investments. Invest in yourself. That's the thing. People don't invest in themselves. I got a whole bookshelf of books. I'm always reading, I'm learning. Um, be intentional about what you're trying to learn. When I was trying to learn the stock market, I, I bought stock market books. When I was trying to learn real estate, I was every real estate podcast, phone book, talking to people who were actually successful. And be weary of people who are successful and they're only Instagram and social media successful. Ask, right. for, some, ask for some receipts. Um, like, let me shadow receipts. you for a day. That's what I yeah. did with my real estate investor. Let me shadow you. Let yes. me see how you go to these houses because I was getting into commercial. Let me, how, how do you get your commercial lease? How do you pick the property? How do you yes. pick the land? I Like, I showed up. I pulled up on them. Like, they got to. a whole nother state and I got a flight, got a rental. I pulled up on them. So they was on real estate. If they was on Instagram lying, I was going to get You're going to find out. And that's the thing. Everything. And I I have a master's in marketing. So shout out to all the marketing masters out there getting that bag. But y'all lying to these people. Y'all don't really have no check. Y'all make it look good. Um, 
and, and y'all lying, y'all taking y'all false prophets. Uh, <laughs> um, y'all out here telling, <laughs> they got all these houses that they don't own. They just got the camera looking good, you know? Um, so be weary of that everybody, especially now, and I, I meant to make a podcast about it for taxis. Be weary of that for the people who are trying to elevate themselves. Make sure you get some receipts. I got all yeah. the documents of when I started the budget in 17, when I was negative 80,000. I got everything in there. I will show you the receipts and I'll walk you through it. And we can sit down and have a conversation and let you know that even though it feel like it's over, it ain't over. I used to pull up in my driveway and just be like, man, man, this is ugly, you know, but I knew that there was light at the end of the tunnel because I talked to people who gave me receipts that was in a similar situation. Um, definitely get them receipts, learn what's going on and take the same energy you use to have fun and put that in getting some funds and it's going to change the game for you. Oh, the same <laughs> energy you use to have fun. Put that. Put in it in the fun. fun. <laughs> y'all go see that on my Instagram. I'm going to give you credit, but y'all go see that on my Instagram probably sometime this week. So yeah, this but, is a, another, um, our last question from the ahead. audience. It says, how do you find good investments? Oh, hold on. How do you find good investments? It depends on what you're investing in. If we want to talk real estate, I'm real big on location. You can't change where the dirt is at. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <All these gems. laughs> um, so when I bought that house in Ohio, perfect example. Um, I know I wanted three beds, two baths. That was only my, my re- in the garage. I got to have a garage. It's my thing, right? Um, so they had a nice development that was closer to my job. But it was a full built development, HOA and everything. Mm-hmm. I went 10 minutes, not even that far, but 10 minutes away. This was a development that they stopped building to start on that development that I just left. But the development was perfect. Uh, it was perfect. It wasn't any HOAs. Everybody that's been there has already been there. So there's no room for expansion, which is great because all the houses that are there are there. It's quiet. It's right by a senior citizen home. And they were talking about building a strip mall about 10 miles away, five, five miles away, 10 minutes away, which is great because now it has room to grow. If you go to a fully built development, it has no room to grow. Yeah. If you go to one that's on the come up, you have room to grow. Yeah. And with that, they built an emergency room with a helicopter, heliopad joint that my property value shot all the way up. I need mm. to go back out there and see what they built. They started tearing out places and they were talking about building a strip mall. Um, because that's how far I lived out in the country, but it was only an extra five minutes. Location, location, location. Um, but when you're looking for a good investment, I'm always revert back to this and as cliche as it sounds, look in the mirror. Are you truly investing in yourself? Mm. Uh, whatever field you're trying to get in, are you? do you have a mentor in that field? That's very big on the mentor portion. Um, I did not start the trucking game with a mentor. It cost me, not even the time. It cost me some money. Um, luckily, me and my business partner, we we had a nice little uh, cushion to 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 take them punches. <laughs> and, and with trucking, you can kind of make a lot back quick. But man, listen, I I, I never wanted to quit on anything, but I wanted to quit because it was I, the mental taxing on my brain was like I think I done stepped too far. Normally, I win in everything I touch, but this one, and we're doing good now. We had to take that learning lessons, but a mentor. Find somebody mm-hmm. who's in that field already, who's truly winning, who can provide you with receipts. If you invest in yourself, your health, your mental, your spiritual, everything else is going to fall in place. Yep. Uh, if you're mentally not right where you need to be, or you just physically always tired, whatever the case may be, when it comes time for that rental state, real estate property, like like Raven said, she flew out to the, she flew out to him. What's up? 
Yeah, I'm here. Teach me. Show me. <laughs> and, and to be able to do that, you have to invest in yourself. You have to have your budget right. You have to be able to capitalize. I'm um, actually tomorrow, if you're listening, we're going to go live with uh, the loan officer for Florence, the millennial loan officer, because I talked about it on home ownership value one. This was episode five of the Hustle Lounge podcast about when interest rates for homes was 2.5%. Mm. They 5.4 right now. That's the average. Yeah. <laughs> that's the average. So, I told 2.5%, you can get double the house for the same price you were going to pay at 5%. Now you have to downsize. But because I was invested into myself, because I didn't go crazy, because I didn't get caught up in the lights, I was ready to capitalize on that 2.5%. And that's the biggest investment. Can you capital? If you do all your homework on what you want to do, are you able to capitalize? And that capitalization may take a year or two, but you have to be ready because you can't get ready. You cannot prepare for war when the war is on you got to pre- prepare for war in the time of peace yes uh, yes come on and that's what he has said y'all if y'all have been here from the beginning if you have not i behoove you to go back and watch the whole thing but that please. is one thing he constantly says he is a very forward-thinking person he's always thinking ahead he's not just thinking about tomorrow or yesterday he's light years and light years ahead and that's going to always put you ahead of everything and everybody else you got to play you got to play offense like we're taught and I hate this part of it. And that's why I'm, I'm, we got to get you on our platform also. But I hate that we're taught to play defense. We're taught to go yep. to work, get your check, be happy with the check, 401k, go to vacation two weeks out of the year and beg for that. And then go to 65, get your money and then die. <laughs> like, that's really okay. what we taught. And, and anytime you do anything out of necessary, especially in our culture, if you're not rapping or, or playing sports, you're doing too much or you, you're not, you know, um, I don't live like a rapper, but we we balling. We do what we want to Listen, do. we got the receipts like the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> we got the receipts, yo. And, and I think that's the thing is, is just breaking out of that mode and understanding that you can, you're ultimately in control of your entire life. It depends on yeah. what you want to do with it. When I did pay off that debt, before I sold the house and was able to pay off the rest, I sold, I had like a hundred pair of shoes. I sold probably like 90 pair of shoes. Mm. Um, that brought me a quick three grand though. That quick three grand paid off something. Right, something. I, yeah, something. I had tools because I used to work on stuff. But guess what? I'm in Ohio. I don't do nothing anymore. I'm selling <laughs> these tools. I don't need that. Uh, I sold everything I could. I sold the dog. Yeah, he had to go because I was thinking his health might fail, and I got to pay for that. So <laughs> listen, if that's a whole bill. My when my dog got sick, it was like twenty five hundred for him. I already had paid twelve hundred to save his life a couple years prior. So. It, <laughs> It, it did hurt to all my dog lovers. Don't take it personally. But yeah, he had to Right, go. right. Like, well, my bet was good enough to be like, no, he could still die, so don't pay it. <laughs> That's literally what she told me. You know, <laughs> she, was, she was like, she was like, I'm gonna be real with you, he could still die. So don't I'm not I just I'm gonna feel bad taking your twenty five hundred and he could probably be dead in two hours. And I was like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Cause you Shout know, out to that vet, to man. It gets to your heart because that was my Bentley was my baby. But yeah, you know, hey, she I saved love me twenty five hundred though. Man, I love Major to death, man. The old lady went to basic training. It was just me and him. And I didn't I didn't realize how much she actually did for him, even though she don't like dogs, because I was always working. He had to go. And I was like, I thought about that 1200 I spent that I didn't have. And I'm like, I can get about 800 for him. I love you, Major, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> I love but, it. Like you said, though, his ass would have went to the vet. <laughs> nah, bro, we're not going to the vet. We're just going to go ahead and make sure you comfortably in this hole. We gonna, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Invest, invest in yourself though big if you take anything from this invest in yourself you are the most important will of anything 
once you invest in yourself and you got your brain right, everything else flows. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you at, where they can follow you, where they can book a consultation, where they can listen, all of the good stuff. Yeah. So the Hustle Lounge podcast, that's our main outlet. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Colin. Um, shout out to Zach. Zach's behind the scenes. He mostly records the videos for us and it helps us out. Um, we're trying to get him out there too, but we're on every platform for podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, the Hustle Lounge podcast. And we're also on YouTube now. So we are doing live recordings or we're recording them and putting them on video. We drop every Wednesday at midnight. So for my people, my culture, Tuesday going into Wednesday, midnight, <laughs> <laughs> the, the new one drops. We will be late tomorrow. We're normally on time. We will be late tomorrow because we're going to actually film tomorrow's episode live on Facebook and YouTube live. Our YouTube channel is Hustle, H-U-S-T-L-E space smarter s-m-a-r-t-e-r tv after that space um so we got a lot of good stuff up there we started about four episodes ago um bear with us we normally keep it nice and clean and very informative we had a little fun because we got together and we just we ain't seen each other so long it so. was funny <laughs> it was funny okay hey y'all heard raven raven's a super professional <laughs> Look, when I came to her platform, I put my collar shirt on. You know, I got all, I sat up straight in the chair, you know. Um, it was funny, y'all. We have a good time together. So we're going to work back because we definitely want the, the gems that we list, we we, we uh, talk about, we don't want to miss due to cursing and just being, you know, but we have a good time. We're still humans. And I, if you yep. know me outside, I'm, I'm a, I have a great time. Um, so check us out there. YouTube, Hustle Smarter TV. Go run us up, subscribe, like, comment. This video will be on there soon. I'm going to get it from Ray. We're going to put it back on there. We're going to put it on our podcast too for your audio listeners. Uh, Facebook is at Hustle Smarter, Hustle Space Smarter. Instagram, one, hustlesmarter.com. And then Graham Hustle is on the flyer. But yeah, follow us there. You'll follow us to the next sets and the next pages. But check us out. Leave us some comments. Consultations are all at, that's what I forgot. We just got the website because I was backwards. One, hustlesmarter.com, all one word, one, hustlesmarter.com. Book your consultations. We have an Airbnb course coming up on how to win with Airbnb coming up April 30th. It's a Zoom call. Tap in if you want to learn. The guy that's teaching the course, I got his receipts. We got his receipts. We even posted a reel with his receipts because we don't have any false profits on our show. Um, (laughs) I love it. He's going to break down the game for you guys. And and I actually put that, I put that kid in the Air Force and the Air Force didn't work out for him, but he took it and ran with the dudes a beast. Um, do your homework check out that i think i named it airbnbs and toro on the, on the podcast outlet that one's audio only check it out though because the kid got a lot of game and i say kid because he's like 23 24 um but he ain't no kid so yeah that's that's where we at one hustle if you go there it'll link you into everything else we got going on i mean i'm gonna drop the link when i go link it but i already and, dropped the name and everything don't else. forget i know this i'm gonna say this real quick don't forget i know talking about your finances is a personal thing trust me when i looked as good as i did on social media and i was eighty thousand in debt i did not i used to go to that dave ramsey course with a hoodie on because i didn't want nobody to see me (laughs) i understand and it's okay i want to tell you that's okay when you talk to us with your finances most of the time it's me and chris i give my disclaimer before we start we're not here to talk about you we're not going to go on facebook and say Oh, Raven looked like she make a hundred thousand. She owe four hundred. We don't. I don't. I don't play any of those games. My ultimate goal is to help you win with money. That's okay. There is not a. There's nothing you're going to bring to the table that I haven't seen before. It's probably not even as bad as you think because I've helped people who have been two, three hundred thousand dollar earners who were negative every month. So no case is too big or too small. I promise that's on everything I love. Nobody would know who you are or what you've done. If you post your testimonials, I always block out the name. 
um, because that's just how I am. I know how important and how sensitive finances can be. So we're here for that. Yes, that's amazing. You have made episode one historical. <laughs> you know I'm coming with it, baby. <laughs> this has been so great. So great. So thank you again, Jamar, for um, joining us on the green scene. Um, the green scene is going to go live every single, what's the day, Tuesday? <laughs> every single Tuesday at 730. We're going to have a guest every other week. So for some weeks, you will just have me and we'll talk it up. We'll chop it up. And then other weeks, you'll have a guest. So next Tuesday, you will have me. And then the following Tuesday, we will have a guest. So again, The Green Scene, episode one with Jamar Graham of Hustle Smarter. Thank you all for joining and good night. Good night. <laughs> okay, so it says we're not live anymore. Yeah, you're good. Okay. I'm on my, okay. I'm on my okay. still recording. Oh, we good. I had recorded on my end. I didn't even realize it, but go ahead. Okay. Good. Thank you so much. This was amazing. This was awesome. This was awesome. We had like a really good audience turnout. I'm going to go back and drop all your links um, as well so they'll know how to connect with you. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Appreciate you, man. I'm glad you had me. I'm glad we everything worked out. I think it was pretty good. And when I get the, um, I recorded this on Zoom. So once I download it, I'll yeah. um, probably have to send you a drop a Dropbox link or something. Yeah, for the it. Google Drive or whatever. I, I'm learning that yeah. stuff too. But yeah. Do you want the audio too? Because I'm going to put the audio in our podcast. Do you want the, just the audio file? And if you send phones? over the video, um, you know, Anchor takes the video and turns it into audio now. Oh, I ain't got to have those. <laughs> See, I got to go get me some books. Uh, man, listen, <laughs> I just did it on trial and error. And once we started recording the video, um, mm-hmm. and what we would do is edit the video like you know we had like 10 minutes before we started right if you cut that part out and save that file just like that uh anchor takes all the audio and just puts it right on there oh i'm gonna do that okay yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah i ain't thank cut a podcast you. in a long time ever since we've been doing that literally okay. we cut the video um and we got an editor now who does our videos that we send it to mm-hmm. uh she cuts them after she cuts them all i literally do is go to anchor type it in pull it and it'll say extracting audio. And that's it. The last seven episodes, I haven't done any cutting. I just took it straight from video. Oh, okay. I'm going to try that. Well, thank <laughs> you so much. I'm gonna no problem. Our podcast is going to drop in like May. I'm trying to get the okay. tax season. <laughs> but I'll yeah, upload busy. it for you. you busy for sure. <laughs> let you have it. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, have a good night. Thank you All right. again. Appreciate right, you. Bye. Have a good one. This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. We'll catch you next time.